0: I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Monday, November 11, 2019. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. The first order of business today is a heartfelt thank you to all the vets out there. Thank you for your service. Happy Veterans Day. Next order of business. Where is the market? Where are we on the chart? What do other charts look like? We're going to take a look around the horn multiple times today. Multiple different charts. Multiple different markets, including some stocks including some ETFs, including a total look around the horn. We've got to get our handle on where things are, where things are going. Here's the reason why. The market is poised for a big move. We've got to narrow down which direction the move is coming. I have the benefit of the email indicator. I'm going to tell you my interpretation of the current email indicator. Let's start with the daily chart of the SPY as we normally do. Where are we on the chart? We're high on the chart. It's bullish. It's in an uptrend. There's nothing bearish on the chart. Let's separate what that means versus is the market too high and should it come down? Are we due for a correction? Are we too high, too far, too fast? All that stuff. All that stuff may be true. The problem is there's no measurement for it and that doesn't mean the market can't move higher. We could have made the same argument 15 times over the last three weeks. But the reality is here we are. The market is where it is. Let's deal with that versus what some of us might believe should be the case. Let's play umpire and let's look at both sides of the tape. Let's cover the bull side first. The market's been essentially stair-stepping its way higher. So it, from here, stepped up to here. From there, stepped up to here. From there, stepped up to here. And this is really where we are. We've been in a range for the last several trading sessions. So to narrow it down a little bit, let's call the range here, which is the gap higher, up to here, which is the recent high. Since that time and before that time, the market has been, quote-unquote, Spooky quiet for example the volume today is about 35 million shares in the spider I don't know for a fact however It could be the lightest day of the year if not. It's pretty darn close What I've been explaining is the fact that the volume is especially light We're actually at what I would call somewhat of an extreme to the light side When the market decides to move whichever movement it is whether it's north or south It's going to be accentuated. It's going to be high, wide, and deep. It's going to be large and fast. It's likely to be bigger than a bread box. Back to the bull case. So we had that gap higher. We've been trading in the range. Time is more important than price. I discuss that all the time. It's taught in detail, lazy e-mini trader course. But let's just say if that scenario is going to play out, here we are in an uptrend. Time is more important than price. Market may be running out of time for its next move. It's been eating time off the clock, near the highs. It's yet to really be rejected in any meaningful way whatsoever. So the duck theory, if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, it's generally a duck. The duck would say the market's going higher. Enter the ES contract. Remember the S&P E-Mini Futures contract never reached the big fat round number of 3,100. It got to a high of 3,097 right here on the 7th and backed away, but we still have yet to be rejected. Is it feasible to believe that they're going to leave 3,100 out of the mix? They're going to miss 3,100 after eating time off the clock all the way up here for all this time? I don't think so. It's unlikely. Again, that's part of the duck conversation, it's the 80-20 rule, 80% of the time, they're not going to leave it alone. Now, if they're not going to leave it alone, and since they only came up three points short before, if they're going to do it this time, what's the likelihood they do a touch and go, meaning touch 3,100 and fall away, maybe spike it by a couple of points and fall away, Or did they bust through because they bantered back and forth about, ate some time off the clock for a while? Did they build up enough energy to push through by a considerable amount of points? The answer is, yeah, they probably have. So here's the situation. Here's the bull case. And I would also say that this is predicated on some kind of spark. Whether it's back to China trade or it's some other kind of spark, it doesn't matter. It's a spark. It sends the market in the northern direction. What happens? You could see them bolt on 20 or 30 handles from where we closed today. Could be more. Could be anything. I'm just saying, if they start busting through the big fat round number of 3,100 and start trading more than just a few points above, you're going to see some panic buying ensue, a la short covering. Back to the SPY for a moment. Let's cover the other side. Let's cover the south side. Two days ago, the market puts in a pseudo-doji candle. Friday, the market goes up, but what does it really do? It just has a retracement about halfway up the tail of the pseudo-doji candle. Fair enough, we've seen that before. Today, we have a lower close, so technically speaking, the pseudo-doji candle is still okay. A trader could be short against the high of that candle which is from the 7th and I believe 30965 yes it is so a daily close above 30965 would be your cut and run number or spot we're far extended from home base now there's two sides to that coin the first side is we know that eventually the market's going to come back to home base either it's going to go sideways and home base is going to rise up toward price Or the market, meaning price, is just going to come down toward home base. That's inevitable. The problem with that is we don't know from where it's going to start happening. But still, it gets thrown into the bear camp because we're extended from home base. So we're on the look at. We know eventually there's going to be a piece of news that sends the market down more than a bread box. The problem for the bear case is all the things that were stated in the bull case. And to put a bow around that, technically speaking, there's nothing bearish on this chart. Let's start tossing the ball around the horn and look at some other charts. The weekly chart. We know what we're going to find on the weekly chart. There's nothing bearish on the weekly chart. The only issue is how far away we are from home base. Going the other direction, a 240-minute chart. Anything bearish on this chart? Not really. It's just going sideways The moving averages are moving upward. We're really not that far from home base. The trend is higher. The trend is your friend until it's not. Time is more important than price. That starts to stand out on this chart. If you're not sure what that means, you might want to check out the course, Lazy E-mini Trader. It's worth its weight in gold. I certainly am biased, but you don't have to take my word for it. Just scan down the comments and you'll get the point. The 120-minute chart. Anything bearish? No, we're riding the 20-period moving average on top of the 20-period moving average. I should circle back to note something. This was noted for Inside the Numbers members earlier today. The market was headed higher after making a low this morning. It's a holiday. The volume is very light. It's typical to have a floater. We indicated what price was needed to get above, close hourly above, in order to get up toward the gap or fill the gap. They did all that, except for the fact that they didn't fill the gap. They missed it by a few cents. So we should note this. It should be a puzzle piece, it should be on the table, and it should be in the bear camp. But there's a caveat. Here's the deal. They didn't fill the gap. So what do we always say? When they don't fill the gap and they miss the gap, there's two things that are possibly going on. Either the market is weak and they couldn't get to the gap and they're going to fall away. That's item number one. The alternative to that is if they don't fall away and they just end up going sideways, eating more time off the clock, then they're going to go higher and they're going to trade through the gap. So missing the gap can have one meaning or the other, but we interpret the meaning based on what the market is doing after the fact. So right now they missed the gap but they really didn't fall away so the miss is in the bear camp but it's with the caveat also look at this chart from this perspective if you knew nothing else you didn't know what chart it was you didn't see anything in the news and I just flashed this chart up what would you think it's a chart that's in an uptrend and it's grinding higher that's it that's part of the duck conversation until it changes Here's an hourly chart. We begin to get a slightly different viewpoint. It's riding the 20-period moving average, but it can't really get much above it. Can't fill the gap once again. Point of clarification. That doesn't mean it's bearish. It doesn't mean it's bullish. It's just what I see. It's what jumped off the page at me when the chart came up. 15-minute chart, intraday chart. What is this? Chop shop. Nothing more, nothing less. I mentioned before the email indicator. Here's what I'll say. I'm not sure there's enough of a sample size, but the sample size we have is dismayed the market hasn't collapsed. They're short. They're frustrated. They're even pissed at me in some cases. The email indicator is indicating they're getting close to throwing in the towel. What does that mean? It means there's probably higher prices likely and at the same time we're probably getting pretty close to a pretty damn good short we just don't have a signal from the market one way or the other when we get it we'll get it what's going on over in camp iwm what is it telling us well it's not that dissimilar to the prior conversation we're high on the chart extended away from home base we have that tail candle all the way back on the fifth remember this is my favorite market leading indicator Where was the pseudo doji candle on the SPY? That was on the 7th, two days later. So, this is my favorite market leading indicator. We still have yet to eclipse the high from the 5th in the IWM. So, technically speaking, that high and a short against that high is still okay, but the market hasn't been rejected. So, being the umpire, the bear case is we put in a tail candle and the market did trade a little bit lower, but not a whole lot lower. All they did was fill the gap, and we're really just going sideways, eating time off the clock. And what's happening as we eat time off the clock? Home base, or the 20-period moving average, is creeping higher. The trend is higher. It's still bullish any way you look at it. That's what jumps off the chart at me in Camp IWM. How about the weekly chart real quick, just to put this in perspective? We've talked about this many times. We have a channel. The channel doesn't have to be perfect. I'm just drawing in a conceptual channel. We're at the top end of the channel, yet above all the moving averages. So it's not bearish. The question is, do we come back down like we have before to the bottom end of the channel through all these moving averages, or is this the time we bust up through the top end of the channel? Keeping the ball moving around the horn... Let's go to a 120 minute chart, slightly different view than the 120 minute chart of the SPY. Below the 20 period moving average, can't seem to get above, can't seem to fill the gap either. Bearish or bullish? Bearish side of the ledger. IWM, my favorite market leading indicator. Of note, puzzle piece on the table. Hourly chart, IWM. What do we got? We got a mess is what we've got. We have a bottom here. That's a pretty good bottom. Nice close on the hour, closing at the top of the candle. Next candle, somewhat of a reversal. Not all the way, but it counts. Why does it count? Because until and unless price can get above and close hourly above the high of this candle, 158.89, it's still essentially some kind of bare wedge-ish pattern. So therefore, it's got to get above the 20 and the high of that candle in order to be back in short-term bullish mode. Can it gap above there in the morning? Of course it can. But we're just identifying what's on the chart right now, being the umpire calling balls and strikes. What about taking a stop down at the transportation department? Now that's a nice tail candle from the other day, finishing near the lows. Now we're a couple of days removed and we're lower, Again, my second favorite market leading indicator. This is indicating not necessarily bullish, not necessarily bearish, but certainly can come lower. Today's low is the bogey, trading and closing hourly and certainly daily below today's low and you'd want to make a run or it would likely want to make a run for the 20 period moving average or at least banter back and forth eat some time off the clock and let the 20 period moving average or home base creep farther up toward price being the umpire once again and looking at the bull side of the equation really being up in this range so this is a range or a small channel being developed and if this tail candle wasn't here or this part of the candle being the tail wasn't here, it is there, I get that. But if it wasn't there, this would look more like the other charts than it does. So I just want us to be aware and not to be necessarily thrown totally off by the tail candle. Can the market come down? Can this be a leading indicator? Absolutely. I just want everybody to be aware of both sides of the coin, both sides of the tape, the overall market is not bearish. We always need to separate that from the fact that of course it can come down. We can wake up to a gap down. That's always possible, but that doesn't necessarily change the fact that when we look at the market based on the facts, it's bullish today. How about the tech space? What's going on out in Silicon Valley? Anything develop with the Qs? No way, no how. It's bullish. That's just the way it is. We have the same candle situation, the same one we have in the SPY, two days removed from the one we have in the IWM, but we haven't gone anywhere. The market has not been rejected. That has to be viewed as bullish until it's not. It's the duck conversation. Walks like a duck, talks like a duck. It's a duck until proven otherwise. Anything doing in the XLF, Not really. We're not going to make too much out of today's activity, except we have to chuckle at this. Let me move the chart over, refresh our memory to something. Here's a gap. The gap is 29.63. They missed the gap by one penny, so the low was 29.64. Any accidents or coincidences? I think not. Today they decide eh, let's go get the gap. Today's low is 29.62, closing above the gap 29.76. Can we do anything with that information? Absolutely not. Is it funny? Yeah, it is. We're not going to make a meme out of it or anything. It's not going to be weaved into Comedy Central, but I find it a little bit funny in a dry humor, sarcastic kind of way. Is there anything technically wrong with this chart? No. Do we have one of those candles from the 7th? Yes, we do. But again, take it at face value. The market really hasn't been rejected. Maybe it will be, but it hasn't been. Those are the facts. The SMH, which is a pretty darn good proxy for the tech sector. Anything wrong? No. Does it look like the Qs? Yes. Is it in an uptrend? Yes. Is time more important than price? Yes. Is it likely to have a big move sooner than later? Yes. Let's keep the bull moving around the horn. Let's look at a short list of ETFs, starting with the XLE. Bigger picture, doesn't look that great. Just looking at the daily chart from what we can see, we have a high, we have a lower high, we have another lower high with one of those candles again. But we're also trading in this range. So until and unless the XLE closes daily below the low 59.95 of the last breakup candle even though we have one of those reversal candles here it can really go either way is it going to go higher and the low of the breakup candle is going to hold or we're not going to be able to get above the high of the breakdown candle and we're going to break down into the moving averages and fill the gap you don't know which way it's going but that's the way i see the chart when it comes up on the screen That's what's out of my mind, you're in my head, dangerous place to be, it is what it is. Can you get a better picture from the hourly chart? Not really, it's actually stair-stepping its way down, so what's to say we won't see a gap down again tomorrow, and the same routine once again into the maybe 100 period moving average, or is this finally going to work out where it's going to work its way up after gapping down a couple of times? You don't know just stating what's jumping off the page at me. The XLK. This is the tech spider fund. The sector fund within the spider, it looks similar to the Qs. It should look similar to the Qs. It's in an uptrend. There's nothing wrong. When money wants to go run to growth, it runs to this kind of stuff. The trend is your friend until the very end. The retail space. This is interesting. There's a lot of retailers out there that are doing very, very poorly, yet you wouldn't necessarily know it by looking at the daily chart of the XRT. Now, there's a couple of things going on. I think this is important. I think it's worth the time to go through it. Daily charts in an uptrend were above all the moving averages. Maybe this was a reversal candle the other day, but we're still above all the moving averages, so technically, there's nothing wrong. Even if it was a reversal candle, it's coming down a little bit. Doesn't mean it has to come down halfway. But from a concept standpoint, on the daily chart, it looks like it's in an uptrend. The U.S. economy is based largely on the consumer. In order for the economy to work, two things have to happen. The consumer has to spend money, and in order to do that, The consumer has to have credit. Now, that's a debate for another conversation. Whether that's right or wrong, it's wrong, but that's a different conversation. But as long as the consumer can access credit, they're going to continue to spend. You also start to get the point why we're addicted to low interest rates. If interest rates rise, it's harder to borrow money. Credit is less available. It's a domino effect. What happens when we look at the weekly chart? We get a little bit of a different picture. How many people look at weekly charts? I know some do. I know a lot don't. You have a series of lower highs going on here. So lower highs aren't necessarily healthy for the market. You're capped right now by the 100 period moving average, a series of lower highs. Now if that changes and the XRT closes a week, above the prior week's high, above the 100 period moving average, starts challenging some of these other former or previous pivots. That's a different story. But that's not what's happening right now. It is working its way in that direction. It is in an uptrend from the bottom that was made down here about 38. But the point is, it still has work to do. The whole concept of lower highs and lower highs being negative is it can't get through them. So if the XRT is able to get through some of the previous lower highs, then things change slightly. What's the real bogey on the north side? What do the bulls need to see to have the XRT really catch a rally, really light a fire? $46, but it has to be on a monthly close. Keeping the ball moving a little bit. I said we would look at some stocks. Let's look at some stocks. Is the Amazon chart healthy? Not really. It's below all the moving averages. That's not healthy. This is a reversal candle, but you haven't really got very far. Tried to rally. Now it's coming back in. Below all the moving averages on the daily chart is not necessarily a mirror image of the Qs or the S&P, the tech space alone, or even the retail space. Where does Amazon belong? Is it a retailer or is it a tech company? Not for me to say. Apple. Monster. Uptrend. Any signs of going in the other direction? No. Eventually it will. You will see a reversal, but we don't have one. If it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, it's a duck. We talked about Apple before it even got to 250. Where's the top? Why short Apple? Where's it going to top out? 250, 260, 300? Who knows? That's why we don't guess. Facebook. Another fan favorite. I get a lot of emails on Facebook and I always answer the same way. 190. It has to stay above 190. It has to maintain daily closes, weekly closes above 190. Now it's below 190. It needs to be above 190. Netflix. Doesn't look like the S&P, doesn't look like the Q's, looks like institutional distribution while the rest of the market was going higher or the major indices were going higher. Money was coming out of Amazon, it was coming out of Netflix, going into Apple, going into Google, coming out of gold, keeping the ball moving around the horn. I thought it was appropriate to cover gold. Let's go over what happened, and let's get a refresher about what we said was likely to happen. We had a couple of numbers on the board, 1456 and 1432 and change. Part of the reason for the 1456 was the low of this breakup candle, 1448 spot 80. Why is that important? Because today's low, which is not an accident or a coincidence, is 1448 spot 90. Where have we seen that before? We've seen that many, many times in many, many markets on many different charts. Why? Because all charts act and react the same way. That's the concept that I teach in the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader. You can be a day trader. You can be a swing trader. You can be a long-term investor. It doesn't matter. If you understand how the market works, you can use it to your advantage. If you don't understand how the market works, you're generally going to be screwed. Can you nibble on gold at the breakup candle low where it was earlier today? Yes, you can. Today's low is the bogey. What happens if we're below today's low? They go and fill the gap. All in one gulp? Maybe, maybe not. But that would be the likely story. That would be the duck. Walks like a duck, talks like a duck. It's generally a duck. I'm a buyer with three hands at the gap. If it's wrong, I know where I'm wrong. And if you've taken the course, you know where it would be wrong too. Do we know they're going to get to the gap? No, we don't. Last week when we talked about gold, we said they may just run down to the low of the breakup candle and that's it. They may go fill the gap. They may do both. You don't know. They may have a nice rally away from here, come back and do the gap later. Maybe they rally back into the moving averages, back to the high of this breakdown candle. 1493. What's to say we don't see a 20, 30 point rally in gold and then fall away? All that could happen in a week or two period of time. It happens like that all the time. Doesn't even have to be a week or two. Could happen in a day or two. Anything goes just laying out the possible scenarios. What's the long term view on gold? It's long term bullish on a long term breakout long-term is not off the daily charts has nothing to do with 20 or 30 dollars here or there if you have the long view you buy it here you buy it at 1430 and if it goes lower you buy it there too until it's wrong from the long-term perspective it's not wrong from the long-term perspective we're not even close and with that folks i'm going to use an opportunity right here to pull the ripcord Before I do that, I want to thank each and every one of you. I appreciate each and every one of you. Without you, these videos are not possible. Once again, thanks to all our vets out there. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.